Hi, friends. Thanks for listening to Raising Autistic Disciples podcast. This is episode four, uh, the five stages of discovering autism for the Christ-following parent. And I have back with me the one, the only, king of all dad jokes, Colin Roberts. I like dad jokes. You're good at them. You make people laugh. Well, there you go. And we need a lot of laughter in our life. Yes, we do. Yes, that is accurate. We've got a lot of hard days, but you, you, uh, you are our one that keeps us laughing along with our youngest as well, who takes right after you. Yes. So, wow. We have a fourth episode of this podcast. So as far as this particular episode, it has a very long name, Mm -hmm. very long title, very long, but it's very intentional. Sure. So why don't you dissect it for us? Sure. What is, what are we talking about? You know me. I am really big on prefacing things. Oh, man. Absolutely. I love a good preface. That's right. Um, Our whole marriage has been a preface. It is. I preface everything. I like to make sure that before I say a statement or before I uh, go into a story or conversation, I am prefacing, uh, hey, just before I go into this, you know this. this." But I will have to say, most of the time, by the time you get to the actual story, the preface is so long, I don't even know what we're talking about. Absolutely. I will take that. That that is me. Um, So this episode may be a big preface, but um, just in the terms of it setting up, setting the stage for these stages of what we're going to call the five stages of discovering autism for the Christ following parent. Now that is a chunk, but it's, it's purposeful. But before we get into the details of that, uh, of this episode and of that title, we need to say a preface is that we're not doctors We're not counselors, psychiatrists, or any professional in the field. We are parents. Yes. We are uh, Graham's mom and dad with firsthand experience. We're his advocates uh, as he is on the autism spectrum. Now, we do have a point of view, though, of of raising and keeping safe, discipling, nurturing, uh, disciplining, and helping him navigate the world of autism. Yeah. But we want to be very specific that we, we're we not calling ourselves doctors and these stages are not in an encyclopedia yeah, they're not of concrete. anywhere. They're and not you, concrete. You, might, you may have, some of these, some of the people listening may have experienced the stage as different. Sure. Or may have manifested itself differently. So for us, part of the therapy and the cathartic part of this is just to just talk out our particular stages. Mm-hmm. That may be helpful for others going yeah. through it. And so... I think the the encouragement, especially if you're husband and wife going through it, or if you're a grandparent, uh, caregiver, yeah, a caregiver, whatever sort, however, whoever is in charge of caregiving for your special little ones, and your even your adult autistic children, just to be able to spark a conversation, mm-hmm. is this accurate? Mm-hmm. Because some of the some of the rub between family members or just in general, just between people who are experiencing it on a on a daily basis and ones that aren't is just a lack of being seen sure. and talking about things like this. So, so this point of view is, is more or less just a, our talking it out and right. we're putting it in, into the world, but it may look different for the people. Right. I think the, it's also helpful to see yourself where you're at in the process. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily labeling it, but just saying, okay, well, I am in this stage, I believe. So how can I either ask for help 
mm-hmm. or or take a new step to try to get in to the next phase or just I mean we're never going to graduate from this right oh yeah absolutely. but 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 it's helpful in a sense of knowing that each different stage in our opinion has different emotions that bring with it that's right right when it, it's the same thing for our Christian life too sure like he gives us enough for the next step mm-hmm. so we're we're not promised you know, five years down the road, this is what your sanctification is going to yield. Mm-hmm. Your word is a lamp to my feet. Oh yeah. It's a right now moment. And sometimes it's, it feels, it feels like that. Mm-hmm. And so even as, as you're going through this, these stages are more or less a, a process of discovering the autism as you're moving towards discipling your little ones. Oh, yeah. And, and so part of, part of the big preface of this, <laughs> this, this episode is to set up the stages so that as you're seeing how the Lord has worked in your, in your lives, that it's, you just give it words. Sure. Give it a place to celebrate. That's a, so, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Episode title, the five stages of discovering autism for the Christ following parent. So we could have just ended it with autism. Why, why do we tack on the ending statement for the Christ following parent? Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the reason why, why this is like we talked about at the beginning, why this podcast exists. For us as parents, is it's an intentional. We want to know. We want our kids to know who the Lord is, know who God is, and for the Holy Spirit to work out love in their heart, no matter how it is going to be rent, how it's going to be taught. So, for adding for the the Christian parent or the Christ following parent, is out of your out of your discipleship and your love for the Lord. Your natural desire should be for your children to do the same. Right. These five stages are not supposed to be a crippling, like demoralizing thing. Right. It's let's give words to it. Let's give feet to it because the Lord is present in the suffering. Mm, Yes. He's not external. He's not just transcendent. He's imminent. Mm. He's near. Mm. And that's a good thing. Right. Like I know we're studying through the Psalms right now as a church and it just, some of this just gives language to the anatomy of our soul. Like, why are we feeling this way? Mm -hmm. And so, that's a lot of what these stages are intended to communicate is that it's not a, you're not, this is not destroying. This is a, is an effort to give words and to give feet to what the Lord's doing. Absolutely. Well, so jumping in really, this episode could have had many time titles could have had the title of the big preface. It could have had the title of what, you know, what we're naming it now, uh, discovering autism for the Christ following parent or the five stages. Um, but it also, Really, what we need to hit on in this episode is there is a pre-stage or a a what comes before you step into uh, the five stages. And um, what, what do you think that is? Do you want me to name it or do you want to give the illustration? You go ahead and give your illustration. illustration. If it's going to be a pre-stage, it might as well be a stage. Sure, but... But essentially, at the at the end of the day, what is what we're going to be talking about today is the check engine light, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like you're driving along, things seem to be going well or well enough. And then there just comes a point in time where you just, the, the check engine light comes on and something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So before you even get to the denial and the diagnosing of autism and then the stages that we're going to discuss, there's a clear moment in time, probably for all of you who are just like, wait a minute, something's off. Mm-hmm. And not in a overly negative way, just like there's something clinical here, something that we are not equipped for. Mm-hmm. And, and even sometimes maybe shift, okay, I'm not just a bad parent. Mm -hmm. Like something is, something needs to be 
something needs to be looked at here. And so that's the goal of this episode is to talk about that pre-stage and to introduce them. Sure. And so that check engine light, so to speak. Which is, so that's the, the guy, the guy language equivalent <laughs> to what uh, we'll call something's not right. Yeah, that's right. So there is a something's not right pre-stage and that that's a stage that happens with all diagnoses. Oh, yeah. Like, Hey, just something's not right here. Right. Um, let's, let's take a closer look. Let's, let's get some help here. So, um, just really kind of wanted to tell our story, um, a little bit deeper, touched on it a little bit in the introduction, but, um, our something's not right began about three and a half years ago. Uh, Graham's currently six years old, will be seven in a few months. And so when he was, Around two years old, um, bless his heart, uh, uh, he was living the life as the only boy. Uh, and a week after his two-year-old birthday, we uh, had Levi. And so uh, he became a big brother and um, kind of rocked his world. Um, but he was a, uh, I mean, from what we were seeing, a normal two-year-old, right? Normal yeah. two-year-old boy, loved dirt and cars and did outside. You remember, did you remember that video you sent me when he's in the doctor's office and he's sitting there and you sent it to me? And yes. He, he's babbling away. He is babbling away. And it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Clapping hands, yeah. babbling. Doesn't sound like words, but it's just talking away. Like, yeah, he's, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was during, before Levi. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for us... Um, we were, we were in a different state than we are now. And, um, for me, when it kind of clicked, when I had that moment and it was probably a series of moments, but where I remember, yeah. uh, or where I can read back in my journals is the fall festival, the, the Halloween, uh, thing at our church, uh, the fall festival train. And when I say train, I mean, we lived in the South, um, and so there was a, a, lawnmower. a lawnmower and a deacon and a bunch of those barrel things behind it and a, a lot of Tootsie Rolls. That's right, yeah. And so all I remember is getting there, and I am I am uh, Levi's a baby. I am He's in uh, the carrier, and I'm just really excited about when we got home that night, eating all my kids' candy. And mm -hmm, that's what yes. I'm excited about, right? Yeah. And uh, that did not happen yeah. because... The moment Graham laid eyes on this lawnmower train, he got in one of those barrels the moment we got in, we got there. Oh, yeah. And that thing took at least 100 laps in the three hours that we were there. And yeah. he did not get out. No, and he wouldn't get out. And he wouldn't get out. And mm -hmm. they loved it. Yeah. The the conductor, I mean, every every loop, it was another Tootsie Roll. Graham was living How his life. life. Like, and so I thought... This is, he sees all the jumpers. Mm -hmm. He sees the petting zoo. He sees candy everywhere, but he's not getting out of this train. And I mean, I, we're going to say a lot probably in this episode, if I knew then what I know now kind of thing, Yeah, I can see, well, that's sensory, that's, Anchor. that's movement, that's a train, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And so that's when really I started to go, this is, this is a little bit, you know, uh, crazy. This is something's probably yeah, not that, right, but I will yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't there yet completely. Yeah, yeah. After that, uh, you know, getting into two and a half years old, we, we were experiencing some, some behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, and that probably, as I look back now, that was a hard season in our life. Yes. Uh, I think the behavior really, because our daughter, our daughter did not have behavior issues. I mean, mm. she wasn't, she wasn't perfect, of course, oh, yeah. but she was a girl. Uh, she wanted to obey. 
but even in those moments at because it was specifically during at a child care most of his um his behavioral my probably all of his behavioral outbursts were at preschool yeah and he, he was home. not talking yeah, then too i remember our friends had a little boy similar age um and was just talking away oh, yeah. and so i do remember grandma talking and and that was still the stage of like oh he's just late bloomer you know he'll talk kind of thing like yeah. i mentioned in the introduction episode like he'll talk when he wants to kind of thing and so uh but we kept hearing like almost every time we would pick him up, he just doesn't listen or yeah. he's too aggressive. I mean, he, he bites all the time, which we thought normal two year old behavior, two and a half year old behavior. Right. Um, at this point, he's almost three. He was still a, a two and a half year old boy at home, but these types of things weren't happening at home for us to mitigate. Right. And us to correct. It, Cause most of it was when other looking back on it, when other children sure. were involved. When it came to toy sharing, when it right. came to things that he couldn't communicate, hey, I want that, and you have it. Right. And then he would resort to exactly what he needed to to, to get what he needed. Right. But it was but it was a very distinct moment in time, and and I, obviously I'll never forget because I was the one that get to experience this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was day after day mm-hmm. that that particular year he did this wrong. He's doing this wrong in the in this particular situation that the person running that particular program is old school, the right word. Maybe. Yeah. I go old school, a very old school way of seeing all children. And that, um, if they bite, what do we do? We <laughs> we'll make him feel the sensation. We bite him back and then he won't do it anymore. And, uh, I'll never forget the moment whenever I heard that. And then that very day, this person pulling me in a room and praying over his discipline. Praying over your discipline at home. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, saying you were lacking in some area of yeah, discipline. And that and that somehow that was the uh no coming alongside. Sure. No mm-hmm. no being and and now listen, we're not perfect parents mm-hmm. and we're not perfect at discipline by any stretch of the imagination. But there was there was clearly at in that moment there was something that was that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And um and it's just it in that moment now, looking back on it, it is it's so easy to see that I know I know in this very moment when I see a child acting acting out in a grocery store, my whole mind is reversed. Exactly right. Like my first thought is maybe that child's stimming. Hmm. Maybe this child has not that everybody's autistic. But when you see major outbursts and you see something like where somebody's in anxiety and distress. Or even when they're acting in a in a behavior that you're there's there needs to be a level of empathy and sympathy that steps back and before proceeding into the let's fix this. Or just, it's parent lacking discipline at it's home. A parent yeah. lacking discipline, or, or there's just got to be something you're not doing well, Dad, right. or you're not doing well, Mom. Right. That if you'll just let me help you, I can fix it. Mm-hmm. And it was hard and hurtful. Absolutely, and like I said, I don't mind corrective sure feedback you know like our youngest child he's he's a lot we need he's all the help i can he's get. a ton of energy yeah. and he's a, but and as far as that goes we may not discipline him well but being able to being able to shift in that moment in that room when she was praying that was a moment for me it was just like not only does this not it doesn't 
it's not that it doesn't feel right. It's like I, we don't, uh, something's off. Something's well, I, I remember vividly too. And listen, we're just sharing our life and sharing our story so that we can convey that we have we we are in this uh, with. I, I think feedback has been story after story of those listening have said uh, I've had a similar story, and yeah. and I remember vividly. Uh, you calling me on the phone one day after that hard year of, like you said, every day after every day after every day. Yeah. And I remember you calling me on the phone because, uh, uh, you know, you had to work. I had to work too, but yeah. I was working from home. Thankfully, I own my own business. And you just said, hey, uh, I need you to come get him. And I thought, oh, what again? Like, what What did? And at this point, it was so like, it was one thing after the other that I just gave him grace. Because yeah. he was two and a half. And That's so right. I just finally was like, okay, I'll come and get him. I didn't ask what he did. I didn't everything. And you put him in the car and you put him in his car seat and you looked at me and, he, and you said, I was called to come down and to either spank him or to help him get control of himself. And you said to me, you felt the Holy Spirit say something so simple in your heart that every time you walk down this hallway, he only sees angry dad. That's right. Yeah. And you said you weren't going to do it not again. Not do it anymore. Yeah, because yeah. it was because when I when I would every time I turned the corner, it was just sheer terror in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Not because of me, but just because like whatever was whatever was triggering at the moment, it was just too much for him to handle. Yeah, and I'll be honest, yeah. I I do look back at those times, and I I know I think this is a this is a pre stage for a lot of us parents when we did not know. Yes. And it, it floods me with guilt. Oh, 100%. Like that's a moment. Yeah. Yeah. All the time where it's. But God's grace oh, yeah. has washed over us Absolutely. for those moments. Um, So, yeah. So just kind of moving on from that, like there's a lot in between there. Of course, everybody's stories has, has a lot of details, but uh, we then moved. That was a, that was a big deal in and of itself. We're moving to a new place. We don't know anybody. Mm. Um, We're putting our kid, which we know there's something not right. So from our previous pediatrician we had gotten some hints before yeah. we moved here like it was it was becoming more clear every time we had to fill out those sheets about what he can and oh, can't do it was yes. like yeah right none of this no, yeah. <laughs> like, he can't do this he can't do that he can't do that i remember i remember when i went to the last one before we left and <laughs> i got to check that he uh oh what was it he could drink out of a cup by himself I we celebrated like, heck yeah <laughs> One out of 60. Man, those sheets were demoralizing. Gosh, they were. Those were tough. Like I said, working is tough with, with a child with autism. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so uh, kudos to you moms and dads who work and then uh, juggle childcare and then maybe having to get called to 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 help or whatnot. So um, that is totally leaning on the Lord in that aspect. But we got here because I was working um, and, and you were too. We needed childcare. Uh, and so we, this preschool that, uh, was near our house, actually near our church too. And, uh, we said, you know, we've heard good things. We're going to sign them up. Uh, so we did. And, uh, we actually had a visit with the director beforehand because we were nervous. And so, uh, we weren't just, we we were, we kind of learning at this point, like, Hey, we don't need to spring anything on anybody. Mm -hmm. And so we had a meeting with her, uh, and she asked me, Hey, uh, he can come, you can register him, but you're going to need to stay uh, after you drop him off. And so day comes, um, uh, Levi goes to the baby room and I drop Graham off. Well, I think I was naive 
And from what we'll talk about uh, next episode, I was definitely in denial. Mm. Uh, this is going to work. It's going to be fine. He's yeah. a preschooler. They're preschool teachers. They're trained for this, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I left and she called me within 15 minutes. Hey, Miss Roberts, uh, we asked you not to leave. Like, uh, and she was kind about it. Of oh, course. Yeah, that's right, yeah. uh, hey, can you come back? Sure. Absolutely. Well, between the time I left and the time I got back there, things had already escalated, gotten rough. Yeah. He's not going to, we're not trained for this, that's which right. was okay. That's right. Yes. But it's still like, it still got me. Yes, absolutely. Is, is, you know, we're not trained for this. We're not trained for him. Yeah. Um, and so, but she invited us into her, her office. I was crying. You were there. You had, you had come over from work. Um, and, uh, you know, she was sorry, but, but she knew I'm trying to protect y'all. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I was so grateful from what we had just previously, you know, that whole previous year, I'm still grateful to her for this day, but what she also did is she recognized in us something that she had experienced and she began to tell us her story about her son being autistic, which was like a wow moment. And she's just encouraged us as parents. Uh, she wrote, the number for the uh, what uh, North Carolina calls um, uh, uh, the exceptional, exceptional children, children. Yep. exceptional children program. She wrote the number down to the person, the director for us to call. Yep. Um, and so that that we'll we'll talk about in a second. But just a blessing from the Lord. Uh, we call just to kind of wrap this this section. Up, we call exceptional children. We get an appointment for a uh, evaluation so that he can get plugged into a preschool classroom. Um, so we had the evaluation and man, uh, they saw the whole gamut, they saw full gramet. <laughs> <laughs> they saw Graham. I mean, to the, I mean, everything yes. they saw all of Graham. Yeah. Um, and so, which was a blessing It was yeah. that he just didn't go in there and just play with cars all, you know, uh, minds is P's and Q's. No, he, he showed them every piece of, uh, yeah, disability really that, that he right, had. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everything um, that could have triggered or him stem, he right. was he was doing it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, at this point, I I am still in denial. I'm in those rooms with him, and I'm thinking, you know, oh, they commented that he did a good job here. Oh, yeah, nothing's gonna be wrong. Right. Oh, but they just gave him a mark here. And so, um, yeah. So, but I will remember this is another something's not right. Um, because because by the third evaluation, I was like, well, I wonder what's gonna happen. I think he may pass. Uh, little did I know, but, uh, the OT came up to me and she said, Hey, I just have a few questions to ask you. This is, you know, Graham was in another room and this was a private conversation. And she says, she'll never forget it. She asked me the question, does he do anything weird? Yeah. And I didn't know how to answer that question Yeah, because my first thought is, Oh lady, like, just, like, come, just come see our circus. Like our whole family is weird. <laughs> yeah, try like what, like what kind of question is this? We're and to further define what that term means. Exactly. <laughs> and so, but she was serious. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to have her elaborate cause I didn't really know what she meant. And so she just started saying, does he uh, flap his arms? Does he, uh, does he, he clap clap? Does he mm-hmm. make lo- uh, loud high pitched sounds? And, it's the Holy Spirit. I know it is like, cause I didn't really know how to answer, but I did yeah. say the words. Yeah. You know, one thing, I mean, he doesn't do many things weird, but the one weird thing he does do that we've caught on is he will put his hand up by his face really closely to his eye yeah. and almost sometimes talk to it That's as right, well. Yes. Yeah. And, but he'll run with his hand by his eye and she begins explaining to me like all these OT terms of yes, that's something that's, that's what we call whatever the word is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and she's like, that's, that's what I was looking for kind of thing. And yeah. then she left me. So I was like, okay, well, yeah. where, where do we go from here? And so, um, but I will say out of the whole, uh, I think we'll touch on with the diagnosis part, but I'll go ahead and say it now. And then we'll say it again. Looking back, it brought freedom. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the check engine light has come on, but we figured out that it's really the whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah like we're trying to figure out the code. Right. Yeah. Like we we're trying, we're getting closer to the, the problem spot. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that's a little bit of our story of how we got here. I'm sure this will be said on more podcasts later, but like when we're talking, when I'm starting to recollect like the rooms where he's been evaluated in, in our County and where we live mm-hmm. and the myriad of people that have interacted with our child. Oh man. Whew, man. Like from OTs to EC directors to the Lord has been so kind. Absolutely. Every teacher, every person. And they, the people that the Lord puts in your life to transfer you from that moment of something is wrong or something seems wrong, that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Like the people that are, the Lord puts in your life to help you come to that discovery. Yeah. Special. Right. So if I could like wrap that whole entire season of something's not right, I learned so much about the Holy Spirit. Yes. Oh yeah. More than I ever did uh, just in my, my growing up years was and now looking back, and we say this phrase a lot, he has marked every single step. Absolutely. God has marked our steps toward people yeah. and toward services and toward uh, um, toward friends. Yes. To his uh, classmates. To his classmates. And those classmates' parents. Right. Yeah, like, like marked every step. And so the Holy Spirit literally, when you are a Christ follower, when you're a Christian, a believer in Jesus— and 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 you are faced with this. Something's not right with my child. Something's not right with with my my parents. Something's not right with this. My 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 friend is sick. Whatever it may be. That's when you truly learn the Holy Spirit's role in your yeah. life. And the Holy Spirit's never going to use your circumstances to confuse the mission. Correct. Yes. Everywhere you're at is mission. Just like we we discovered yeah. last, like suffering is not for nothing. It's not. God doesn't waste anything is what Pastor Connor reminded me. And that every, like in that episode, every technician, every, Mm. every ER um, driver, anesthesiologist, all of that, like it's, there's moments for the gospel. Absolutely. In every situation. And the, the hardest part as a, I think as a Christian, as a believer, if you can get through episode three and you get to this point where you're talking about, like if you're recollecting in your mind, or if you're even going through this, check engine light phase or this pre-phase that the Lord is going to send you. He's going to walk you through it. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he is your good shepherd. He's not going to leave you. Mm-hmm. That's a promise. He's mm-hmm. not going to mm-hmm. in an effort for his kingdom to advance. That's right. Right. And his name to be known. Right. And so the same thing you want for your child is the same thing that all your OTs and your PTs and mm-hmm. your teachers and specialists and all those people. Mm-hmm. They need Jesus. They need Jesus, yeah. And and if if they don't already, but like it's right. the mission. So he's is going never... to mark your step toward that purpose of yes. his kingdom being known and more people coming to know yeah. his son Jesus. And so what a that this is there's so many aspects of this where I get completely overwhelmed. Oh yeah, is that he would put 
an autistic son in our life to mark our steps toward people who were once far from God. Yeah. But because out of my, I feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm a mess. Yes. Half the time. Absolutely. But when I roll up in that car line and, and uh, his teacher walks out and I'm able to have a conversation with her. Yeah. Like it, it connects the dots. It does. Yes. Like that she doesn't know Jesus. So, the reality of that is she will not spend eternity with him. Yeah. But when God gives me the opportunity, because I've now built a relationship with her, yeah. the gospel now can be shared because of my autistic son being in her class. Absolutely, and yeah. that goes, it's not just for classroom settings, y'all. Mm. It's for grocery store settings. It's Absolutely. for, uh, it, it's for play dates. It's for uh, on the soccer field or in the, the t-ball field. Like it's, yeah. it's everywhere we go. We have opportunity where God is marking our steps toward, yeah. toward gospel conversations and toward his kingdom being known. And absolutely, that's overwhelming that it I is. get to be a part of that. Yes. That as you, as you seek to endeavor to disciple your autistic child or even young adult or whoever, whatever stage of life he or she is in, that in your endeavor to do so, that the Lord is still working that out for his glory and for your good. Right. I mean, who would have thought that the preschool fiasco of the 15 minutes in the classroom would have led us to the director telling us that, that her son, that he has now graduated high school and is doing this, this, and this, and then her uh, encouraging us as parents and then giving us a phone number to where we were able to, to move along in the yeah. process. I mean, that's just the Lord. And, and so you mentioned wisdom a while ago, and that's something I have learned from James is that, I mean, it says in chapter one, ask for wisdom and God will give it to you generously. That's right, yes. Um, So it is a promise that he doesn't hold back on. Now, it's not going to be, it's not a magic potion. No, no. Um, And it's not comfort. It's not comfort because like we know, suffering is real. It's going to happen. Trials Mm -hmm. are going to come. But trials are a pathway to maturity. That's right. Every trial we go to is the purpose of making me more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so like, Ask for wisdom. Man, we're asking for wisdom right now for potty training. We don't know how to do this, God. Mm-mm. We have no idea. Would you please give us wisdom? And I know that's not a too small of an ask. Mm-mm. That's right. Because um, I know he he is faithful, and I know he's going to give us wisdom in his time. That's so right, yeah. Graham may not be potty trained in a year, mm-hmm. but God is going to give us wisdom, and he already has, yeah. to, to, to do one step at a time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, essentially those those trials that you, that you just— so well said, lead us to maturity are also effective in making us better ambassadors for him Mm -hmm. as everywhere we go. It is, it's not only this, there's a resolve, but there's a steadfastness. Mm, Yes. It just, as he, as he says, is, um, is going to produce in us in a, in a way that is, that is effectual for the kingdom. So in an effort to wrap this up, I think we pretty much, we pretty much nailed down the check engine light. Mm Mm-hmm. So before we finish, uh, why don't you go and set up what are the five stages that you're, we're going to be talking about and then what the what the future episodes are going to look like. Sure. So like we said previously, these are just the stages that we have ventured through. They may look differently in every situation, but from what we can look back on and, and even are still in, actually, but um, that would be denial, um, moving to diagnosis, going towards grief and acceptance, then family dynamics, which is your new rhythms and your new normal, some people say, and then into education advocacy. So education advocacy. 
Um, and so, yeah, so those are just the five that really stuck out and we could pinpoint which seasons that we stepped uh, in to and then from. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, in the, yeah. the remainder of the season. So again, we are just parents. Yes. Just want to clarify that one more time. We are just parents, not doctors, psychiatrists, counselors. Uh, we we tremendously urge you to see all three of those uh, if if need be um, at the right time. We are fellow sojourners on this road, scraping and clinging to the hope that we have in Jesus. And, and just like the last episode that we talked about, uh, the future hope we have that one day He will come again and make all things new. Thank you for listening to this episode, friends. Grace and peace as you raise autistic disciples for God's kingdom.